All right, here we go with part two of the East Troy Electric Railroad. Now, this was really a fun time. You can go do this yourself. It's not that expensive. Just go to the website. Just, you know, Google East Troy Electric Trolley. It'll pop right up. Or give them a call at 262-684-9148. That's 262-684-9148. Really was a good time. They're still operating, but, you know, give them a call because, well... You know, with the COVID things, things have changed and, you know, you're just going to want to, you know, just give them a call because uh, the dinner reservations and things like that have changed and, you know, things are up in the air. So once you give them a call, you can work it out. They'll, yeah, the schedules have changed. Hopefully they'll start doing the, uh, you know, the dinner train stuff again pretty soon. And that's something we're looking forward to. We're going to give that a shot. So we're definitely going back. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, everybody there was just fantastic. All right, so here, let's get on with the show. All right, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Expand your mind. On the open road with Kingfish, right here. This is our uh, this is our, our largest car that we have, but it's a it's a good one. Rich is a good motorman. Now, what we will do normally? Did everybody have lunch and breakfast? Or breakfast and lunch? Yeah. Did you? So you're you know you're all ready to go. So this car weighs 80 tons. And at the end, we have to turn it. But because you guys are so nice, I won't make you do that. I'll just make you sit in the low seat. Because normally, we flip the seat. That's how we turn the train. But because it's so big, we just have these seats eastbound, those seats westbound, unless you want to ride backwards. That's completely up to you. So we've left... Uh, We've left East Troy. This line was made in 1907. You are riding on the oldest and longest interurban in America today. There were 385 miles of track in and around Milwaukee owned by the Milwaukee Electric Railway and Light Company. When you get back to the building, if you look, it says T-M-E-R-N-L. That's what it was. Why a light company? Because way back then, nobody had electricity. And not only did the TMERL run a railroad, they also provided electricity to some towns. So that was pretty cool. That made East Troy on the map, and also McGuanagoe on the map, because now they had electricity and all the other towns didn't. This actually, because it's 80 feet long, is actually a little smoother ride.
exciting than the, than the car in front of us, and that's our Chicago car 4420. That's a, that's a, um, about 20 feet shorter, and the, uh, the wheelbase does make a lot of difference on the ride. One of the big industries that one of the big uh, industries that was in East Troy was there was a tube a tube manufacturer made all kinds of tubes and this where are we? we're coming up on it right now there's a spur that goes off to the uh, we call it the Trent Spur because there was the Trent right here there was the Trent company. Right there, unfortunately, if you like some railroad ties, we'd love to have those in your backyard. We're crossing Rock 20. This is our only, only lighted protected crossing. All the rest of the crossings we have are just normal cross bucks. And we require people to pay attention and stop. Oh, there's the wasp. There's that wasp. Yep. That's gotta not, be right by me. You know what? You can uh, you can get up and move if you like. What is that on the other side? Go ahead. You can eat wherever you'd oh, like. Wait. Just dodge over here. We'll uh I'll oh. see if I can take care of him.
rails go like this, makes the car go like this, and that's why it's This is St. Peter's Road. Again, it's, it's one of those unprotected, we just have, you know, we're below the horn. Or the car's going to watch what's going on. Now something interesting. Oh. Might be easier every, for every time he goes on a grade crossing, you're going to hear the horn. It's going to go long, long, short, long. If you start paying attention to trains that come to a road crossing, long, long, short, long. You ask me, why long, long, short, long? Well, I'll tell you. Long, long, short, long is in Morse code the letter Q. Why Q? Well, before Morse code was made, the Queen of England would come out on her carriage and there were trumpeters on the front of the carriages and they would trumpet long, long, short, long, meaning the Queen is arriving. So Morse code adapted it to the letter Q and railroads adapted it to coming up to a crossing. I think that's appropriate. We are all, we're queens, right? We're in a proceed. So that's long, long, short, long. True story. I'm not. That's cool. Some people don't believe a lot of things that I say, but I can tell you that that's true. This is uh, our Sawyer's crossing. Now, this used to be a long time ago, way back. This used to be a um, where they would process Back, we can, we, if you want, we can stop 
is second between the telephone poles. We don't have a speedometer. Eisenhower. What's that? Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Why did Eisenhower make interstate roads? Because when he was in the military, he thought it was ridiculous how long it took to get across the country. What? That's a very true statement. But what did he also <laughs> want to make sure that he could mobilize and move around? Oh, defense? Forward? Defense. It was made so that we could move. If for some reason America was attacked, we could move our military stuff in and around. And that's where the interstate came from. There's another fact that every interstate, every 10 miles, there has to be at least a three-mile section that's straight, straight, with no bridges, no nothing. Why? So airplanes can land. Land an airplane. Sorry, I'm a truck driver. I know oh, you exactly. everything. <laughs> Why do we? So there was some thought to it. So we're going to come into the elegant farmer. Hobo bus. And the reason 
kind of a lean-to that was up against the trees and so forth. However, about four years ago, I was looking at it and looking at it like, that's a sleeping bag. And sure enough, there was a there was a there was several folks that stayed there for almost six months. Oh my god. And it's still and but it's really buried in the trees. Let me see if I can find it. This was the thing you guys built for demonstration, right? What's that? The hobo, the hobo, the hobo hut. hut. And somebody moved into it. I think so. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. But it's, um, it hasn't been inhabited for Did you want to go down and tell him, hey, that, you know this is a museum piece? No, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I thought sometimes you just let things go. So we're coming up on Bayview Road. This is one, this is kind of a fun one. So we run on Sundays, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and 2 o'clock. So I got a call uh, a couple weeks ago about a church that was doing a vacation Bible school. Turns out to be this church coming up. And I said, oh, yeah, we could entertain, you know, taking the kids off for a ride, we can charter, we'll do a charter, we call them. Well, she got a chuckle and I said, well, wait a minute, here at Baby Road, I said, what time is church? They say, well, about 10 o'clock. And I said, so, thank us so that we keep the pastor's sermon really short because we're going to come over and blow the and she started laughing she said oh my god he times it and he's quiet about the time we blow the horn <laughs> and in wisconsin they just within the last i don't know a couple weeks open things up when they get you know,
My goal is that by this time next year, I will have at least one or two phone calls that your trains are too loud. Oh, yeah. Your trains are yeah. too loud. Can you not be so loud? Yeah. And what do you think my response will be? Sorry. Who was here first? No. We own 50. From the center of the track, 50 feet that way. Center of the track, 50 feet that way. That's us. That's right. All right. Beautiful lower phantom lake. Really, really bright out to that side. And here's one thing. If we want to stay here for the sunset tonight, you know what time that's going to be? Almost 9.15. You know why? It's the longest day of the year. If you were no, if you were about the north, about the Arctic Circle or north, the sun would never go down. Several, several years ago, I had the luxury of being in, in Helsinki, Finland on this particular day. That's a bigger deal than, than uh, New Year's Eve. And the sun doesn't go down. It kind of goes down and goes back up. But here's the exciting thing that I want to share with you. So here we are on this body of water. I'm going to tell you a little story, a little legend. In this body of water, there's more According to the Department of Natural Resources in the great state of Wisconsin, there are more there are more species of fish in this body of water than any other lake in Wisconsin. Why? Okay, great. Now, having that being said, there were some very, very, very smart people a long, long, long time ago that inhabited the South Shore, and that was the Sac tribe. They were smart. They knew they didn't have to, you know, have to have a bluegill every meal. They, they had some variety, right? Mm -hmm. So they really knew that. Obviously, a body of water, we all need to have water, you know, for lots of things. Cleaning, washing, thankfully, you know, all of that sort of thing. We need to have water. So the Sac tribe was on the South Shore. They were living. They were doing great. Perfect. Well, the word got out that this was a great place. So on the north side... Another tribe came in. We know those now as they were the Potawatomi's, which now is Ho Chunk, Ho, Ho Chunk Casino. So who, who won that one out, right? So you know where this is going. So we got we got a tribe over there. We got a tribe over here. Do they get along? No, not really. Okay. Not really. You know, they're kind of keeping their distance. They're fishing off the same body of water. They're using the same body of water. Yeah, you know, whatever. The Sac tribe's chief has a daughter. Now you know where this is going to go, right? <laughs> so, as politically correct as I can say it, she was easy on the eyes. Let's leave it at that. And the chief, and in those days, you know, you're going to marry this guy. Well, there was a guy, there was a brave over on that side. She would paddle out, she would get mad at her, her father, chief. And she would get in her canoe, and she would paddle out in the middle. Well, who saw her? A brave over on the other side. Yes, and now he'd get in his canoe, he'd paddle out, they'd have some conversation, and, you know, what are you doing out there? Well, this kind of continued on for a while, until one day, the guy on the sack tribe that was supposed to court her said, I don't think 
so and he went out. He went out after him. Well, somehow, somewhere, the legend has it, and Rich is doing his job by turning the train, and we're going to turn here in a second. And we're going to move that way so you don't have to ride backwards. So the went out, all of a sudden, the word has it that the, the guy from the north, from the Potomotomies, disappeared. So that chief got a hold of this chief and it's like, hey, where, where'd my brave go? Hey, your brave was out there. And there was this big dilemma. Well, she got all upset, so she paddled out in her canoe. The sack guy, he paddled out in his canoe, and they were having a little thing going on. And the older chief goes, hey, why are they out there in the middle of the water? You can't do that. There's a, no, you can't do that. There's there's something at the bottom, there's something that lives at the bottom of the lake, and just about then on a night like this, water shoots up, thunder and crash and all that kind, they look out, all the canoes are gone. Lower Phantom Lake, baby. Come out here September 3rd, every year, the shores are lined late at night with people, and about, somewhere about 11, 30, 12, if you look out, you see this haze, kind of this mist, mist and kind of, kind of, and you look out and there's a silhouette of three canoes. What? Now, yeah, come back here on September 3rd. <laughs> True statement, now. I think it has something every to do year. every year. It has something to do with I believe that the taverns in McGuanago close at eleven o'clock. I don't know. Anyway, folks, if you like to September third. September third. If you like to if you like to face that way, you can sit in the same seat right backwards, but if you like, help yourself to a seat. September third. Yeah, yeah, September third, come to McGuanago. Now if you're gonna sit in this one. You gotta watch out oh, for no, just... no, if you want to sit in this one, that's fine. I just can't be responsible for the for the therapy that you oh, might get. Oh, yeah, we are sitting in that one, I think. That's so, okay. Yeah, however you'd like to do, you want to switch, you can switch whatever you'd like to do. You want to see the other side of the car? I don't know, whatever what, you want. What was, that, uh, what was that piece of machinery that Rich was taking up to the front one with the controls? Oh, okay. The key? So, Is that uh, the key? Uh, there was essentially okay so there's three things that that he moved he moved the headlight that was the big thing because we don't have we in this museum however when you know i forgot my pen does anybody have a pen because this guy wants to write a check so he can buy another headlight <laughs> so we don't have enough headlights we don't have um so we don't have enough headlights um, so that's what Rich was doing. He was moving the headlight from there to there. You can go whenever you want. I was going to show. Oh. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's the reverser key. This is like the ignition switch in the car. Yep. Okay. And this is the and brake handle. Oh, nice. Oh, so wow. So plug these in up this side, that tells the train system that that's now the front. Right. Now, does every train have their own little tool? No, those are universal. Oh. Well, those are universal to these cars. Oh, okay. That's a Westinghouse. Oh, Jim, she know this. D23 brake stand. Oh, okay. The Westinghouse D23 brake stand uses that handle. So basically, That's it's a, the key to the thing. The, the brake handle is yeah. the brake, but the, the, then the. I mean, because you can't go anywhere without the reverser it. Reverser keeps it, keeps it. That's the key. 
Oh. And that's okay. a, um, the controllers that we use here are made by Westinghouse. So that reverser would fit any Westinghouse control stand. And so like those handles, even, even though this car was made by the Pullman Corporation, it uses a Westinghouse D23 brake stand, no, sorry, D21. D21 brake stand and a Westinghouse controller, the same as the Chicago car behind us, car 4420, and that is um, made by the Cincinnati Car Company, but they still use that same okay. that same control system. And the headlight, was it made to be moved yes. like that? Uh, or, or did you no, have to do no, some adaptions? No, no. Originally, no, we, had to, we did that. Okay. Because, no, the South Shore and everybody else, they could afford headlights on every, every car had a headlight. Or, you know, even uh -huh. if they were coupled together, there was a headlight. Yeah, but no, we did that. Okay. Yeah, we did that. The other thing that these cars don't have, we have them, but we don't have them is when you would walk between cars, there was the big diaphragm, the big thing, so you could walk out and go, oh, that's the, you know, if you walk out here and go, oh, there's the royal tracks. No, that would be the big curtains. Oh, okay. We have all those, but we don't have them on the Okay, gotcha. Because they don't work well with the pole. Oh. See, the south, the, okay, so not only did we turn the train, so this is a trowel, an inner urban or a trowel. So we got a wire above us. And uh, we, have a, we have a pole that goes up like this. Well, you never push the pole. You always drag it. So the other thing that he did is he put that one up and he went, he went through that door and he pulled this one down. Okay. So he's doing like this right now. Okay, I got so you. A, we call it the pole. The pole is up. There's a little carbon shoe and there's a trolley wire that's hitting that and then there's this shoe that just goes along. That's where we get our electricity from to run the train. When you, so it comes from the top and not the rails. Yes. The rail would be a third rail. Now, like the Chicago car behind us, when it was running on the CTA, it would pick it up on the third rail. Now, here's the fun one. Now, think about this back in history. The Chicago North Shore, Chicago-Milwaukee North Shore line ran from Milwaukee to Chicago. When they got down to Chicago, they ran on the CTA. The CTA was third rail. The North Shore was overhead wire, trolley wire. They had to transfer from trolley to third rail. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I got southbound, you. no real big deal. You're going along, you go from trolley, boom, you pick up the third rail, right? Pull trolley, pull down, whatever. Now let's go, let's go Chicago to Milwaukee. You're coming on the third rail, boom, third rail goes away. The only way you're going to get power is you got to put the, you got to put the trolley pull up, right? You stop the train? Nope. How fast were they going? 70 miles an hour. So you could have a three car, a four car, North Shore car. Every, every car had a brakeman or a conductor. They'd hit that section of track. They'd go out and all they had to do, all they had to do is worry about how the wind was blowing. They could undo the rope and go boop, and just let go. That trolley wire was so straight. It was the straightest trolley wire in America. They could let that thing go and go wham! And it would hit, it, it, and it would, and it would hit the wire. Now, if it missed, 
That's bad. Way really bad. Really bad. Because now it's now it's way over here and it's gonna hit all all the all the wires that are holding it up. It's gonna go clunk, 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 clunk. Bad, bad, bad. But none of them missed. None of them missed. At the same time they did that, the motorman, right? He's got a cabinet right behind him on this side. There's a knife switch. It's about that long, it's about that wide, it's about this thick. He had to switch it from overhead to third rail and from third rail up. OSHA was not around in those days. That was all manually done. There was no relay, there was no... They had to physically move from third rail to overhead manually. And they had to make sure that there was no point, you know, he wasn't pulling hard or anything. Now, if you want, I'll let you all just look, look behind you. You don't just look behind you. Oh, you see out the door? Yeah. Look behind you. So there's a Chicago car coming up behind you. Which uh, which style predated which? Which was first, or was uh, they about the same well, time? Well, they were both. That was made in 1924. This was made in 1927. No, I mean the style of the. the oh, the um, which was first? That is a great question. Trolley wire was. Tro oh, wait a minute. Where's that? Where's, Where's that? that? Hobo hut. Boom.
way back is going to be a little more. Please, please look back to the right a little bit. Moose alert! Oh my God! <laughs> What did they bring back? Just empties?
Also, I think uh, our Wisconsin magazine. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. And also the brochures at the rest area. Oh, you know, at the state line real, when you're coming you. in. Thank you. Thank you. That's great to know that. How about you guys? How'd you hear about it? I'm not sure how Mom found out. Ah, Mom! I love Mom! You know, I just, oh my gosh, how'd you guys hear about it? see it on the our Wisconsin magazine when we're looking for the W but we can never find the third damn W. The what? You don't know about that? You got to find three W's and it's then the you can enter the contest. Magazine, and you have to look for three W's. Okay, folks, I'm going to ask something. I'm, I'm going to ask something. On Wisconsin is the magazine. It's a, we like that magazine. Now how many times, where am I from? You're from Illinois. Illinois. There we go, see? Now you can tell by his eyes. They're sneaky. It's a, it's a good magazine. They always look sneaky from down there. And I'm from Los Angeles. Oh man, LA. <laughs> so I have to, I have to kind of. I had a lot of fun two weeks ago on a Friday. Um, let's go way back before our bunny trains. Channel 58 out of Milwaukee wanted to run a spot on our bunny trains. Well, just about the time this, this thing. Came. So. Eh, well, they were looking on our Facebook page, and they noticed that we were opening, so Channel 58 wanted to come out and do a spot on, hey, why are we, you know, how are we open, what are we doing, blah, blah, blah. So they, Channel 58 out of Milwaukee came out. I'm telling you, folks, I had so much fun making that spot, and we were on the evening news, or the, or the morning news, uh, this last Monday. Oh, good talking about Father's Day and what we're doing, and I tell you what, that was so much fun. Yeah, I wish I would have saw that. So much. You can actually see me in action on our Facebook page if you scroll down. Okay. The reason why I was going that, and the reason why I say L.A., okay. I've got a lot of friends now that saw it, and now when I call them, they go, oh, hi, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> This is cool. I know. I didn't know. Second long. Short. Long, long, short, long. So another little thing about trains that you're going to learn from me today, whether you like it or not, is some of the language that we use on the radio. One of the words that we've used in all of trains all throughout the time is the word highball. If I say highball to you, what do you think of first? Drinks. Bar. Drink, right? Yeah. Right? Way back in the early 1800s, 
somebody had to say, well, what do, how do we signal the train? You know, do we do this? You know, what do we do? Well, that's not very efficient and safe. So somebody decided that they would take a large pole, tree, and they would get a ball and put it on a rope. And if the ball was up high on the pole as the train approached, the train could see it, that meant it was clear to go and you could go through. If the ball was down low, you had to stop. So the word high ball means go. We still use that today. You heard it when I said a couple times, I said, hey, high ball, that means go. And if you're on Amtrak, you're on Metro or whatever, you're here, a lot of times they'll get on the radio and they'll say, high ball, that's the engineer or the motorman, where you go. Here's an interesting question. Well, let's see if that, let's see if that crane is out. Oh. That one is really moving. I mean, he's alive. That's not one of those statue kind of things. What? Come on, make me, make me proud. Where are you? Oh. Oh, is it that single one all by itself? No, it's not all by itself. Oh. I mean, there's, a, there's a family of cranes out there. Oh, oh there's way, way out there. Way out there. By that. Oh, I see him. No, just too many highballs. <laughs> Jim, with with all the water, is it harder to maintain the tracks because of all the? the uh, it can be. We've been pretty fortunate up here, so. The people that designed the line and did whatever they did or whatever, however, they must have been pretty smart because most of the line we don't have a lot of water issues. You know, I mean, we, uh, oh, Don's house. That's Don. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, we do have a little issue um, up by the Army Lake Swamp, but we've got some under. We've got some culverts that go underneath. Mm -hmm. We have. Sometimes people go. You know, you'll have a tree, you'll have a washout. Well, a washout doesn't necessarily mean that the water's going to take and take the rock this way. What it does is it washes out underneath, and then the train goes over and it goes clunk, and it drops down. This area up here, we've had close washouts, but nothing to the degree of some of the main lines. There's some more railroad ties for somebody's backyard. <laughs> $7.50 for each tie to take it to a special landfill. So they just sit. So this is our Army Lake siding. What attraction is coming up on the right? What attraction is coming up on the right? Thank you for listening. See, that's where I, you know, down I tell you, and then coming back, I'm like, well, did they listen to me or not? They did. See them right there? They are. Now, let me tell you something. If you look at that, how deep do you think that is? How deep, how deep was, do you think that water is? 15 feet. No, it's not six that. Six inches? No, that's more than six inches. Hip waders, they're right about here. We had to put them alligators out there, and you, you oh, gotta walk out and hip waders right about here. It's, it's not. It was.
<laughs> it's just like being in the truck. No, I mean it's, the truck is, is a little bit less, but it's not much different. It's like being in a hammock. That's why when I get home, I have a hard time sleeping because the bed isn't moving. I like the windows open until it's done. Jim, it'll be millennials next time. As soon as I get that condo fixed. I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to enter the pool, I'd say day, I, I'd, like two days. Yeah, I, I know that's coming. Your trains are too loud. Oh, really? Okay. Who was there first? I always love that. And I, you know, hey, nothing wrong. I love transportation. I would live at the end of a runway. I wouldn't have any problem with it. I'd love because I love transportation. I you know, love these places. It doesn't bother me. But the people that move there and then go, your planes are really noisy and they're, hello, where were you? I'm sorry. Should be judgmental? I know. Write me down. So in the last few weeks, there's been a red truck that has been out along in here. And I'm like, what is that guy doing? Why is he? And I, and I had to, you know, I had to investigate. It came out, I know. He was hunting mushrooms. And I guess underneath here, these trees, there was a there was a big patch of I don't know what kind. But he was hunting mushrooms. That's my car. Did it actually end back there, or was, was that just, did you just stop there and there was more rail that kept going somewhere? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so way back, yes, great, great question. So way back when this line was done, these tracks went all the way down, they followed, ES is National Avenue in Milwaukee. National Avenue ends at the Public Service Building in downtown Milwaukee, which was the station. In 1939, the city of East Troy, or this line went, uh, we can't do it anymore. And the, and the village of East Troy bought this line from East Troy 
place to the Sioux line in McGonagall to haul freight. They did that to keep the taxes low. And again, it was a marketing genius on somebody's part because the taxes were lower in East Troy, which meant everybody came, they were like, hey, I don't move to East Troy, man, the taxes are low. And that's what they, that's what they did. Well, that lasted up until about 1965 when the freight business started dropping. The line was then rented or leased to a bunch of operators, tour trolley operators. So from about 1973 until almost 2000, that's kind of what happened. And then uh, in 2000, the East Troy Railroad Museum and the Wisconsin Trolley Museum got together and here we are today. So we're, we're pretty happy with how things are. This year is a, you know, it's just incredible, but we're glad we're running. We make our money basically four ways. Our bunny trains, our Christmas trains, our dinner trains, our ridership actually five, and then donations. We've had some pretty good donations through this time. You'll know when we get there. Which way do we come in over oh, that way? The way Jim is standing.
train to a safe spot and he set the brakes, he will blow the that horn one time. That was fun. That was fun. Woo, that was fun. Actually, we were about an hour again. and seven minutes. Let's Oh, thanks. Hey, Rich, I have a question for you. When you're driving the train, can you feel the difference between which end you're at? Or does, it, or does the drive really. feel the same? It feels the same. The only difference is, uh, the well, it's a little technical, but the equalizer and the brakes uh -huh. is touchy. It has to be adjusted because the car has been used all year. So that's why you feel a grab a little bit sometimes. But other than that, there's no difference. But you get the same feel when you're driving it. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious if there was a difference between the two Not sides. Not usually, no. There could be, but usually there's not. This is pretty cool. Thanks for the ride. No problem. Glad oh, d special license? No, no, you just have to be qualified by the trainer. Oh, so it's like an in because you guys are so specialized? That well, the FRA certifies one of our trainers as a, uh -huh. as a trainer, and then uh, that person's um, qualified to, uh, to train other people. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, you don't need a license, but, um, but it's almost more strict. Do you guys have people coming here from other places that and around the world that have trains like this or yeah, cars like yeah. this to train? Yeah. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. We had a German, a German group over here last summer. We have uh, all kinds of people come here. That's know. so cool. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, the German guys, you know, they have a lot of street cars there. And so they, you know, we can't let them drive. Yeah. But I mean, they, uh, you know, they ride with us. You know, we give them kind of special treatment, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, just like they do if you went over there, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. So anyway, thanks, Rich. Okay, enjoy your dinner. All right, thanks yeah, again, man. Yeah, I had a couple of questions for him. That was oh, that was nice. Well, um, I wanted Did to you know that. Put your camera away. Absolutely. Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, Do you yeah. Have a bag? No, but I'll just put it back here. Boy, that felt really nice. It's very relaxing.
That was a lot of fun. I like that car we were in. Too. All right, let's go eat. Can I hand you the hat? Yeah. You got it. There you go. Thank you much. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks for the ride, guy. <laughs> Boy, that pole really sparks when it hits the wire, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yep, it does. That was nice of him to do that for me. What's that? <laughs> Sounds good. Alright, that's it for the Charlie episode part two. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Alright, have a great day and Kingfish out.